When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Ironman the handoff to Alexander. On the way to the rim. He just buoyed his way to the bucket. 2.9 before halftime. Bowen trying to lob it inside. Taken away by Dotzler. Half court heat. Off the back iron. And we're tied at 43 at halftime. Sanford broke down Shireman. That three wouldn't go. Got a good look. Ahead, Paul Brenner running the floor. Eight-point Blue Jay lead. Timeout, Iowa. Samuel Tabe seeing his first action. Gets into the paint. Has it knocked away and stolen. Right cell with a steal. Latrell on the drive himself. Cut off. Out to Nelson. Around to Sears. Catch and shoot. Three. Left side, RJ open for three. Fires. Right between the eyes from downtown. Oh, the ball movement. Another assist and another timeout called by the Panthers head coach. 25-24, AM by a point. 4.25 to play. It's stripped at half court. Wade drive, lay it in. Wade with a steal and the score. Three-pointer short from Justin Edwards. Air ball. They will yell air ball as McCullough feeds a rolling Adams at the rim for the alley-oop slam. Timeout called by John Calipari. And Kansas is back within four. Uh, I think naturally you you have to, you know, we, you can't play scared. You can't play stupid, but you can't play scared. I think we have to be, you know, cognizant of, of who's out there and ask what we're asking them to do from a physical standpoint. Like, you know, you can utilize quarterback run game and they can take care of themselves and slide and not take, a, you know, big hits like Heinrich does sometimes just trying to run through people. So I think you just, you know, it's, it's went from, hey, get as many yards as you can to possibly, you know, if you can get down and take care of yourself. Good morning. Welcome in to Hurt Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. That's Andrew Rogers. Hey, man. We are live from the Hurt Out Sports Bar and Grill and live from the H&H Chevrolet studio. I call it a studio. Some people call it a stage. It's not much of a studio. I mean, it's actually an enormous studio if you think about it. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, every other radio studio I've been in has basically been the size of Shane's box over there. That's why I would consider that more of a studio yeah. than where we are. See, we're in a, a huge... We're in a space. We're in a venue. Why the fuck is Shane walking in there? Space. Space? Space-time continuum. Well, we're all in the live from the space-time continuum. But not everybody is in the H&H. 
space time. That's continue. true. Uh, you know, it, it seemed like Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert were maybe going into a well, different. Well, Draymond's in his own world. <laughs> Draymond's he's in his own in universe. I think he's time. in a different galaxy. <laughs> Draymond is always acted out. You know, and, and I, I don't think he's human anymore. I think this is the first headlock we've seen, though. I think that's the. Uh... Well, what's worse? <laughs> punching your own teammate in practice. Like, not just like soft in the shoulder, no. but like, like going for the jaw. Yeah. Or putting an opponent in a headlock. Uh, somebody, like, he acted as if he was a hockey player in that He moment. didn't. Which, I mean, is kind of his role. Like, he is the goon. Like, he's... he's to an extent, though. Like, yeah. it, still, with the sport of basketball, there's a little... It's a different deal. The, the yeah. antics are a little lesser. Um, even in a moment where, where Clay gets tied up with, uh, what's his, McDaniels. Daniels. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, McDaniels. And... When they get tied up with one another, that's one thing. You can push and shove. Like, it, Was there ever a headlock in the Malice at the Palace? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, that was more, though, because why? Well, like, fans and players were really getting into it. Yes. In a moment yeah. that it's just everything's on the court, and the first thing you think about doing is putting a guy in a headlock. <laughs> I know Rudy's big. And so, like, you're trying to figure out how to defuse the situation. Yeah, yeah. But all you're doing by holding on to the headlock, which I think is the worst part about it. Yeah, he like, didn't let go. If you pull him aside and then you release your arm and you get him away and, you know, whatever, that's one thing. Dude's just holding on to him for dear life um, as if he's trying to behead him. You know, so the funny thing was uh, obviously Clay and Jaden McDaniels got into it uh, up the floor, but I think right before that, under the hoop, Draymond and Rudy had gotten into it, and these guys don't like each other anyway. Like, there's just not a lot of love lost there. Just those um, two guys? Well, they're, they're, he, those two are the only ones that those two like specifically each other. don't like each other. I mean, a lot of people don't like Draymond, which is totally <laughs> fine. Listen, and first of all, uh, when the teammate is Jordan Poole, he deserved to get punched. Like, so we're just uh, like, that's I'm not even kidding. There. Okay, guy, I'm not a I'm not a Jordan Poole guy at all. Oh, really? Do you should see? Have you seen the photos of the way they're just like staring at him after they won the title, and he's like dancing with the trophy and stuff, and the rest of the team is kind of just looking at him like, who is this guy? <laughs> well, he's their Jackson Mahomes. He's, he really, he really kind of was. It's like we're embarrassed by this guy, but we're related to him, so I guess here we are. Um, but no, I didn't actually mean to talk about Draymond this morning. I just, I well, it's on the TV. Yeah, it's it's right in front of us, and they're showing a pretty aggressive replays of the of the headlock there. But uh, we've got a great show for you here today. We've got, of course, our Wednesday regular Brian Christofferson coming up at eight o'clock. We are also going to talk to Kevin Suits at eight thirty. And then wrap up the show with our very own Avery Howard for the whole 9 o'clock hour. Uh, and I don't think she's listening yet, so I think we can, you think we can say yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think she starts listening until like the back end of the 7 hour. Yeah, so we, we purposely didn't play Shane's World on Monday. <laughs> I mean, you're like, what the stink? Because, That's what she's gonna say. Uh, because we wanted to play Shane's World with Avery and make her mm -hmm. uh, suffer to the same extent that Andrew has <laughs> with the jelly beans. Because I really haven't yet. I've only gotten one bad one. We've been playing this game for like a month. Yeah. Well, and your bad one wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad. I was like, mm, I don't love it, and I spit it out. And it was dead. F well, actually, no, your bad one was gross. You <laughs> didn't, it. like, it didn't affect you as much as I thought it would. But Avery told us a story, this was a couple of weeks ago, that she grew up with her cousins playing mm -hmm. that game at holidays, and she's, like, still to this day. A little traumatized uh, yeah, by it. Yeah, a little traumatized, <laughs> like, 
maybe the gag reflex, like just seeing the game, she was kind of yeah, like, she was like a little on edge. Well, yeah, she was like looking at all like, the different flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's about She was about looking at all the different flavors, and she was kind of having like a visceral reaction yeah. to it. Uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun to play. The uh, it'll be fun for us. Yeah, yeah. She's probably not going to enjoy herself. And no, <laughs> de- definitely might not come back. But uh, we'll enjoy ourselves. She here. was about to do remote today too, because she yeah. uh, uh, has some other things going on work wise. But she's like, no, I can fit you guys in. And I was like, oh well, thank you, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but we'll so we'll talk to Avery for the nine o'clock hour. Uh, you we'll know what? I'll take it. We'll get into some Husker football stuff with her before. We uh, switch gears and try and get her to eat a barf jelly bean. Um, that's that's the show today. Uh, there is a bunch of stuff to get into. Um, obviously, Creighton and Iowa played last night. And I never really thought I'd be like the old man who's like, we need to play games earlier. That 9-15 start was a little rough. It was a little... Well, it, it's rough for people like us. Yeah. When you, when you, for everybody else, it's, it's fine. Yeah. In every other job I've ever had, it would have been fine. Uh, for this job, I was like, oh, gosh, why can't we tip this thing off at, like, 6? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, though, <laughs> it, um, I don't go to bed until 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah. So this wasn't out of routine for me fully, uh, but it was still late. And I did get a nap in the uh, yesterday afternoon. I kind of had to. Yeah. I was feeling very, very, very sore and shaken up, and I'm like, ah, I'm just going to fall asleep on the couch. So uh, we, we were talking about things to fall asleep to before the show started, and Avatar was on in the background. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's kind of a great movie to fall asleep to because it's long yeah so you watch a little bit of it and you're like gosh i still have two and a half hours <laughs> and so you just go oh. so Conk. yeah i used to always sleep with the tv on and then my wife can't really sleep that way so when when we met and whatever we uh, i stopped doing that but i wear headphones to bed now so yeah, i like weird i play music on my headphones and it kind of gives me the the background noise I need to fall asleep. I would try to sing, and then I, my brain would be firing on all cylinders, and it just wouldn't be good. So the key is I have a specific playlist. So it's it's like, A, kind of soothing music, and then, B, songs that I've heard a bunch. So it's it's like when I used to watch TV before I would go to bed, it would be stuff that I'd seen a million times, so I wouldn't be... Like a sitcom. Yeah, or, or like something I was... I liked so that it was kind of soothing to me, but something I'd seen so much that I wouldn't be so interested that I couldn't fall asleep. Because mm-hmm. you can't watch like a new movie as you're trying right. to fall asleep, right? Uh, Robbie was a big Bachelor fan, Shane. No, That's I used, what he to, used to watch. You know what I used to watch actually is uh, I used to watch Moneyball all the time before I would fall asleep. Another long movie. Yeah, and like it's see, like Aaron Sorkin stuff is perfect because it's like all talking. There's no, like, loud noises out of the middle of nowhere to kind of wake you up or grab mm-hmm. your attention. It's just people talking the whole time. So Aaron Sorkin movies are elite for falling asleep, too. And I like it, but I'm not even saying that as an insult. Like, I like the movie just in general. But if you are looking for something to fall asleep, Sorkin movies are, are chef's kiss there. Tell you what, we couldn't fall asleep to that Creighton game, though. No, that thing has on pure rocket fuel. That thing was, <laughs> you you took like a track meet, shoved a firecracker up its butt, and you got the Creighton-Iowa game. It was, and for as fast-paced as the first half was, the second half was even more so. Mm-hmm. And especially there was that stretch, I think about the first 10 minutes of the second half, where Creighton looked unbeatable where they stretched out that 17-point lead, and obviously they slowed down after that. Well, and partially they slowed down because they were trying to get Trey that last assist. Yes. You could tell. He was like, hunting for it not, a little Not bit. only was, was Kugler like really playing into, uh, playing into that stat mm-hmm. because it was a first time. It was a historic moment. I was ready to t- tweet out his Trey. <laughs> I was ready, and uh, it just never happened. Um, Got to save that one for the drafts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but you could, uh, you could, you could tell that this team was like so badly wanting to get it for yeah, him. They were searching and, and, for it, and a so bit. it slowed down a little bit. And you, the offense was slowing down. And then it was like, okay, what can Trey develop to try to get an open look? Yeah. And it turned into a lot of what I think we saw last year with Nemhard. It was a little too where, ball dominant. Yeah, where yeah. he was trying to create. Uh, a play on his own, and then find the open man in case somebody uh, dropped off to help. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think Creighton slowed down a little bit because they got away from their game. They were trying too hard for something, yeah. and it, it didn't cost them in the end no. because they, they were fine where they were at. But against a team like Iowa – That can score in bunches like you that. You have to be cautious yeah. to, to take that approach. I also think – there was, and I think it kind of goes into what you're saying. I think it was a little bit of they lost focus on what had gotten them there. Like they, Trey had gotten nine assists to that point because of how good they were moving the ball in general. It's not because he was ball dominant mm -hmm. and creating everything. And I understand kind of the the you know it would have been the the, the first points, assist. rebounds, assist, triple double mm -hmm. in. Creighton history. It had been the first triple-double not by Benoit Benjamin in Creighton history, um, which is a wild stat. Well, you know that's a long time ago when your name is Benoit. Well, I mean, it's not even – it was out of time even when he played because he played right. in like the 80s, I think. And it was out of time even when he was at Creighton. You're like, Benoit, really? Um, you know, you would have thought he was some 90-year-old man when he was playing at Creighton. But – you could kind of tell that they lost focus a little bit because you get up by 17, you're every, everything was working. I mean, everything was working for Creighton. And so you feel like you can let up a little bit, but you're right, with a team like Iowa that has a ton of firepower, it just not quite as much as Creighton did. Uh, you know, you do have to be a little bit careful there. They got it down to five at one point, mm -hmm. and then Creighton kind of um, kind of got it back in gear. But the funny thing about that was – so Creighton didn't have a field goal for the last six and a half minutes and still scored 92 points. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's that's pretty nuts. That's bonkers. <laughs> like, that's insane. And they shot the ball incredibly yes, well, like did. you said, in the second half. But, you know, kudos to Iowa. Uh, they can run and play with any team. Yeah, they, that's – Any team. If they shoot like that. Yes. If they play as fast as they did, they can play with any team. 17-35 in the first half from the field. Creighton was 15-35 in the second half. Iowa was 17 of 33. Creighton was 17 of 27. Now you may be wondering, like, what the heck? Like, how in the world did they did they lose that game if field goal percentages basically match? Well, then you look at the three pointers, the three pointers, excuse me, and Creighton had the edge in that department. But the big edge was from the stripe. It was free throws, yeah. From the charity stripe. Because if you go back and you look at the stats there, Iowa was 10 of 14, good percentage, about 70%. Mm-hmm. Creighton was 18 of 24, right at 75%. But if you subtract those 10 free throws extra, there was only eight points there. Yeah. The final score was what? Oh, 92 to 84, which is separated by how many points? Eight. Iowa can play with any team, especially if Ben Crick shoots the way he did. For sure, yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a product of the way Creighton wanted to play that defensively. Um, you know, I know Kugler mentioned it. On, it was a Kugler ball. I don't remember which one of them actually said it, but mentioned the way that they run their pick and roll coverage where Kalkbrenner drops rather than hard hedging or switching or anything like that. And it, it the defense is allow is designed to allow 15 to 18 foot jumpers. And if you're going to make those, then you're going to be able to stay in the game. Now we saw during that stretch uh, in the second half, you have to make them at an almost 
unsustainable clip in order to stay in a game the way Creighton, when Creighton's playing offense that way because in the second half, Crick did slow down a little bit. And instead of, I think in the first half, he was like seven of eight or something. I mean, mm-hmm. he was some stupid percentage in the first half. And he missed a few more in the second half, and that kind of led to the difference in allowing Creighton to spread to spread that lead out to 17 midway through the second half there. So, um, no, but Iowa, I was really impressed by them. I thought there were times, especially early in the first half, defensively where they were way better than I realized. Well, they had seven steals. Yeah. In the game, but in the first half especially, they were taking the ball away from Creighton yeah. like it was, you know, taking candy from a baby. And that's kind of, yeah, you know, Creighton I think had nine first half turnovers. They only ended up with 12, so they cleaned that up quite a bit in the second half. So that was a, an area for uh, for them as well. But, yeah, I was, I was impressed by Iowa, honestly. I hadn't seen them play a ton this year. Um, obviously, this is only their third game, but I'd only seen bits and pieces of their first two. And I was really impressed. They had way more firepower offensively than I was expecting. And this is honestly most of the time in in years past when Creighton's had teams like this and they could, you know, they were really uh, potent offensively. Anytime somebody tried to run with them, they got blown out of the building. And Iowa almost did, but they were able to kind of hang in there. I was was actually super impressed with Iowa. And, you know, speaking of impressive performances, at first with Kalkbrenner – the thing I thought of in the first half was he's a much better finisher than we're seeing. He's a much better defender than we're seeing. And his ability to rewire at halftime mm-hmm. and come out and put up the performance he did in the second half, I, I thought was a pretty, um, a pretty uh, wow-like performance. Um, it, it's somebody that you can just say, even on his worst days, he can still turn into his best day. Yeah, and, he and, and there's a lot of players that table. just can't do that. Yeah. Um, now, granted, Kalk is one of those guys that is looking at uh, the potential of being in the NBA next like year. So he's got he's got kind of that extra edge already, mm-hmm. and and he proved that in the off season when he was going through the camps with Trey and things like that. But I was I was really impressed with how he bounced back when things weren't going incredibly right for him. Yeah. It's not like he put himself in position where he was in crazy foul trouble, sure. right? Because there's, there are times where if something isn't going well, you'll try to overcommit on something else, and then you'll try to recover, and then boom, you send somebody to the line, and now you're putting yourself and your team in, in harm's way because you're on the bench and you have to rely on you know Fred King to come in and, and be who you need to be in the game. But Kalk never let never let the, the negative times of that game impact how we played the rest of the game. That's crazy maturity, mm-hmm. but that also shows the maturity of this whole bunch and the culture of this team and, and the team that Coach Mack leads. Because across the board, even when people aren't having their best night, that's what you get out of them. You always get somebody that turns the negative into the positive. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you mentioned Fred King. That was probably his best game at Creighton so far. Well, and he stepped up when he needed to. He did, you know, because Cockbrenner wasn't in crazy foul trouble, but he'd have the two in the first half, and so King got a little bit longer run probably earlier than he would have. And this is the first time I can remember, certainly against a Power 5 opponent, that when Fred King was on the floor, it wasn't just, hey, let's stay even, let's stay neutral, let's not lose any ground well, until Cockbrenner comes back. It was all. It was actually, hey, Fred King is going gonna, is gonna to provide – positive minutes here he's going to provide a plus effort here for uh for Creighton 
uh, honestly, same thing with Farabella. This was Farabella, one of Farabella's better, Couldn't agree more. better games as a Creighton Blue Jay. This is kind of the high end of what I thought he was going to bring last year. Um, the shooting, the steady hand, the ability to, ability to play either guard spot. Um, I was really impressed with Farabello last night. And, uh, you know, and we saw the rotation from Creighton tighten up a little bit, right? So outside of Dozler, who got that real brief stint at the end of the first half when Trey picked up his second, this was an eight-man rotation. It was pretty tight. Now, I think they may depending situationally, play some other guys in other spots, like a Jonathan Lawson um, or Dotzler may get some extra minutes. but More than I, three seconds. Right, yeah, more than the three and seconds. And he almost buried that Dude, uh, I would say, full court heave. A, a, a player, a, a reserve player after my own heart, he plays three seconds and he gets a three up. Like, I, God bless you. Right, and I Dotzler. say full court heave. I know it's like three quarters <laughs> it was like, of the court. Man, but, man, he almost buried that. Back, he let, back rim. He let it go, and I was like, oh. Well, and you know what's funny, too, is uh, – it's his first shot of the game. Like, yes, he just warmed up, <laughs> but he he was just on the bench for nine, over 19 minutes yeah, because which is you have TV like, timeouts and that, things. It's like 45 minutes real time yeah. since he'd done anything physical. And he wasn't expecting to go in the game there because Trey picked up that second foul. Let alone get the ball. Yeah, and then he gets a steal and is like, well, I guess this is going up now. <laughs> and if, the wherewithal to actually get the shot up with that, I mean – yeah, I was. That would have gone in. I probably would have popped off my couch. Oh. Like I may have fist bumped. I may have like, um, you know, gave like a little like. Yeah, I definitely had the Leonardo DiCaprio moment where I sat up and was like, <laughs> "Is it going in?" Does the point? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you had your wife um, probably on the other side of the couch doing the other Leonardo DiCaprio laughing. No, oh no, she was in bed by this point. She oh. was. She, she, she called it a night by halftime. So, um, but no, Creighton uh, comes away with a good win. Uh, they'll. They'll continue to try and, and win in the non-con here. I don't even remember who they have up next. Well, it's just uh, last point. Texas I'll, Southern. Yeah, last point I'll next. say here, that's going to be a tough game for them. Um, I think they'll be okay. Oh, will they? <laughs> it, it's going to be hard to run with Creighton if, if you're any team. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, watching the game film, uh, if, if Connor Stallions was there, he would have uh, told Jim Harbaugh <laughs> that already, that this team uh, is not afraid to throw up an off-balance jumper from downtown at any point because they have the confidence in their shooting ability that the majority of those will fall. There were some shots that Shireman took early on in transition where I'm like, seems a little rushed, and then he buried it, and I go, that's why I'm not playing. <laughs> or that's why I'm not coaching, right? Um, the, there's, there's just a point to, uh, to understand with this team that, uh, yes, they're really, really good, but if you are an opponent, fatigue will catch up with you yeah. in a game like this. And that's why Creighton was able to extend it to 17 points in the second half. And that's why they were ultimately able to come out with a W, even trying to give Trey his triple-double chance. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, couple things that we want to get to as we come up through the show. Uh, obviously, college football playoff came out last night. Same top four, but we did have a little bit of movement there. Um, wanted to get to some more coaching turnover. Oh really? I you know I love a more movement. You know I <laughs> not even just in college. No, you know I love a coaching silly season, and we are. I feel like we're about to dive headfirst right into it. Uh, and Again, then there's a lot of good names out there. There's a lot of good names out there, and then you know there's. I know you had some thoughts on the Harbaugh suspension. We didn't get to yesterday. I still think it's so uh, stupid. <laughs> so we can get to that as well. Also, going to break down some. 
things that we were looking at from the Nebraska game on You're Saturday, innocent until proven guilty. We'll start to shift our focus. You know, we talked to Jim Polsey from the Wisconsin State Journal yesterday about Wisconsin. But as you know, that kind of Wednesday, Thursday range, we start tur- turning our focus from what happened last week to what's going to happen uh, this week against Wisconsin. So we'll kind of start to uh, make that shift in focus. But there was there was a, a particular play we wanted to break down a little bit and, and get into more depth with. So we will do all of that. You can get a, become a part of the show on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline, 888-638-4876. You can email us. I'm Ravi at HerdAtSports.com. It's Andrew at HerdAt.com. Or, of course, you can always follow us on Twitter, YouTube, where you're following the show. Get in those YouTube comments like our guy TK and our friend RS, who's chiming in from the Philippines again this morning. It's funny. Uh, TK goes, Iowa basketball is inverse Iowa football. All yeah. offense. <laughs> yeah, just 100%. Maybe they should hire McCaffrey as <laughs> the offensive coordinator for Iowa football. That, that, that won't work because it's not related to Kirk. Shoot. Uh, I actually have a question about McCaffrey when we come back. All right. More Hurt at Sports Radio coming up next.